0: the stores that I go to that are really crushing it, they actually have some sort of a, whether it's a 90 day plan or it's a six month plan or a first quarter, second quarter plan, but but they actually plan it. More than 30 days. More than 30 days. That's cool. And that's the biggest thing that's very noticeable.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Drive. Tune in for everything you need to know to stay in the know regarding the automotive industry. Here's your host, Jason Harris.
0: Hey, here he is, Jason. How you doing? Doing good. Long time no see. see.
1: Come on in. Wow, look at this, my man. That's great. Last time we were in Vegas, we uh, rented a 1955 uh, T Bird convertible, and we drove that up and down the strip. And you know, on video, it looks like it was a lot of fun. Ooh, that was work. Was it? All right. No power steering Yeah. over hundred degrees outside oh, no AC. and, and no AC. Oh, of course oh. not. Yeah, 1955. Oh. No. Oh. Um, and, Boy. and, um, the car was constantly overheating. No. So what you don't see in the video is me having to pull over about every 20 minutes and find like a shaded area and open the hood and let the cool engine bell. cool down before we started oh, back man. up again. Yeah, we would. We would make it down to the end of the strip. Yeah. I'd have to pull over. What where, where were we pulling over the Mirage or something like that? Uh, the, uh, Mandalay Bay. the man we stopped in Mandalay Bay and uh, I have to. I, we pulled into an alleyway and just yeah. like open up the hood and just like Look. let it cool down. And then and then after it cooled down, then we turned back around and came back up. So we decided this time we weren't going to do that. Right. So we decided to go on the polar opposite and get get the most technological right. advanced vehicle we could oh, find. This is beautiful. Hey Cam, man, thank you so much for jamming with me today, man. I really, Pleasure really appreciate it.
0: finally meet you in person, Jason. I thank you for having me. This is awesome.
1: gonna be a great time. Okay, hey Cam, for everybody out there that's watching and listening right now, and uh, kind of don't know who you are, and kind of maybe how you got started in the business,
0: if we can kind of start with that two-minute origin story. Absolutely. That is Cam. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Thank you again so um i uh grew up in a family that education was huge was very important yeah. so i had to go to school i uh, grew up in vancouver bc and um, i went to ubc studied uh, accounting as part of my uh, co-op program i got a junior accounting job at coco chrysler okay. and um which was for the my program my school paid for it nice. and so for the dealership it was basically a free employee And which was a lot of fun. I get to do all the paperwork that nobody wanted to do. And uh, a lot of the stuff with funding, which is what I did. And uh, from there, it happened the weekend that uh, they were short of sales manager. They asked me if I could help and uh, start looking at numbers because I was good with numbers and start asking deals. And from there, I sort of got into it and started doing um, um, sales manager and finance manager. And um, that's how I got into it, man. And what are you actively doing at the dealership? So, actively for the past uh, four and a half years, um, I've been working with a company that does private sales in BC, Alberta Mm -hmm. and Saskatchewan. And um, so I go to different dealerships and I get to work with, um, to tell you the truth, this is the part that I love about my job. I get to work with all different types of sales teams and stores and very hands-on. And um, different parts of the country that I would have never gone. Um, Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, to <laughs> Wynneart, Saskatchewan, and you know, on the So a lot I, of traveling, and how often are you on the road? Um, about three times a month, I would say, I'm on okay. the road. And um, I have my horses that I train too, so I try to stay at home as much as I can. Yep. And, but other than that, I'm on the road, and going to different dealerships, and trying to uh, help dealerships sell some cars, and grow however we can, as a group, and as a store, and individually myself too. It's, so. you know what, helping dealerships or helping anybody develop themselves and
1: become better is always a fun thing to I do, you know, it. like it's, yeah. it's great to help them develop up the strategy. It's, it's a blast to help them execute the strategy. Yeah. Like Absolutely. I'm with you on that, man. I have so much fun doing that. So here's my question to you because, um, like me, you're an in and out of a lot of dealerships, right? right? And,
0: um,
1: not as many as you, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe, <laughs> um, um, I, I like to identify patterns. Yes, you know, yes. and you, you too?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know? So,
1: okay, so let's think about this real quick. You know, you've been in some amazing operations. You've been in some hmm, not so good operations. Yeah. Then you've been in some, you're like, crap, I probably won't even see these guys next year kind of operations. You know what I mean? Yep, we, won't, we won't say names, but no. you know they exist. Yep. Right? Absolutely. Um, what kind of patterns are you seeing right now with, we'll start at the top. Uh, what kind of patterns are you seeing right now with the people that are just like, like they're just crushing it. Yeah. Like, what, what would be a, maybe two or three patterns
0: that you see that are consistent in that grouping of dealerships. So part of the things that I'm also passionate about is uh, marketing. So Mm -hmm. I think this pattern that I see, especially with this digital age that I think lots of dealerships are trying to find their way Mm -hmm. of um, planning and i having a strategy for their marketing and online exposure.
1: Yeah, they're not winging it, right? They're not like, they're winging not, it. They're not just no, like not at all. Just
0: gonna sit down, actually develop <laughs> yeah. out a strategy. They're not <laughs> no. checking out the proverbial box that's that they right. just did it. Yeah. yeah. So um, and that, that's what I see with the stores that I go to that are really crushing it. They actually have some sort of a, whether it's a 90 day plan or it's a six month plan or a first quarter, second quarter plan, but, but it they actually plan More than 30 it, days. More than 30 days. Oh, that's cool. And that's the biggest thing that's very noticeable. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are those are stores that uh, we're not going to mention names, no, that's but cool. those are stores that are really struggling as far as not sales, of course, but also the flow of their dealership. Yeah. It's like they have a buyer on the floor and they don't know what to do with it.
1: So you say those are the ones that are kind of in between, those or are, the ones are the ones that are those really, are the ones that
0: are really in the bottom, okay, yeah. and you almost say like, how are you even like, how are you franchise store? Yeah, you know, and those are, those stores, are the stores
1: like when someone walks in, like everyone just kind of like scurries off like cockroaches. That's All of a right. Sudden, like, that's right.
0: Where did everyone go? Did, that's right. What the hell just happened? <laughs> and those are the stores that when um, you know they're talking to me as far as getting an opinion from me, they just want to get an answer for like a quick fixed for everything like that It'll magical the easy, the easy button that's right that's right the easy button hit it and customers are gonna walk in with the driver license oh. and credit card you know and that's the biggest pattern that I see really yeah. um, when it comes to uh, marketing strategies and how to um, identify what they need to do to grow as a dealership okay you
1: know um there are uh, those are the ones that are kind of really crushing it they're right crushing they're they're, it. they're taking time they're actually documenting you know oh, they're absolutely. not just like sitting around and saying oh yeah that's a good idea yeah. let's get somebody on that like they're actually taking the time to document what that strategy looks like develop out what those real goals and objectives yeah. are and then they're executing which is the biggest the part biggest right part, yes like i i would I, I would think if i was to think out of all of the dealerships that i visited yeah. that are at that like top tier that are like just crushing it right? Like I, I, I'm with you on the market side, hundred percent. They definitely have strategy. Yeah. Right. Uh, but I find even the middle group will have some strategy. Then what really separates so right. the middle to that higher group, the yeah. ones that are just crushing it yeah. is they freaking get it done. Like they don't talk about it. They're just, they're, they're doing it. That's right. Yeah. You know, it's like they're, they're, um, you know, they, they have a video they want to put together. Yeah. Well, after an hour of the conversation, they're out. Recording Actually it. Doing it. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's right. <laughs> yeah. That is huge. You're right. You're right. Um, the other thing that I've noticed um, is uh, you know, a lot of the stores that I go to in the last two years, I'd say, mm-hmm. um, the, these are the stores that they were in the very bottom and now they're trying to pick it up, make things a little bit better. They yes, bring, so they're climbing their way up. They're climbing cool. their way up. They have brought in uh, sales managers that used to be great at selling cars. Okay but they're not necessarily the best managers. Yes. So when they see an opportunity, Mm -hmm. when a client is at the store in the showroom or whether they're sending an email and they see the opportunity, instead of having um, the process of training your salesperson, how to deal with that prospect and how to approach it, they take it over and they do everything.
1: which is which is not helping anybody really you know and then it's just it's literally now everything rides on that shoulder I agree with you it's almost like the um it's like a cloak of success right but then once you kind of pull back the cloak you're like wow, there's really nothing in there um you know there's just it's just kind of on one guy's shoulder and if that one guy decides to leave I've seen that happen too yeah Yeah, no that's good so but that's true though we are people business first yes and what I mean by that it's our people that's first, right. yeah. you know, if we don't, if we don't focus on our people, folks, how can we focus on the people that are buying I cars? Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
0: absolutely. That's a good one.
1: That is true. Cause I, I, I agree with you. I think when I look at that, that bottom group, that's like, I don't know if they're going to be around long. Yeah. And then I kind of look at that middle group that, that middle group of dealers that are just really just trying to execute at a higher level. Uh, but what is consistent kind of, I find in that group as far as the pattern goes is that they do have a fundamental understanding that it's a people business. Yes. So those are the dealerships that are investing time are investing money in training and coaching and developing at some, some level, some, a lot less than others and some more but you know I do find in that middle group that there's a little bit there
0: I agree with you yeah it's on the radar yeah that's you know it's I think this is the 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 type of um, job that you and I have how from the outside perspective and we go to the stores and we look at it without having an involvement in that store and being part of that team it gives us a very interesting um, opportunity to see everything from the outside I actually, find it's kind of fun. I don't know about you. I do something weird. <laughs> uh, all right. Tell
1: me if you think this is weird. All right. All right. I go to a dealership I've never been to before. Yeah. All right. Um, now I'll usually wear a jacket yeah. so that my orange tie's not showing. Right. All right. Um, just because that's the dead giveaway. Okay. It's the dead giveaway. They're like, oh, <laughs> like they just know, oh, oh he's, he's here. here. He's um, <laughs> and what I'll do is I'll go sit in the service department with, you know, Austin or Jonathan right. or Nathan, whoever's with me. Yeah. And I'll just sit there. I will sit there huh? for about. 10, maybe 15 minutes and just kind of pretend like I'm waiting for my vehicle to get service and just kind of watch and listen. And That's boy, fun. I'll tell you, wow, you pick up so much <laughs> about a dealership by just sitting there. I like to people
0: watch, do you people watch? I do, I it's do. It's fun, right? I do. <laughs> and um, I tell you a story, um, it, was, it wasn't It was that weird, I gotta tell yeah. you that. <laughs> to me it wasn't, to me it wasn't anyways. <laughs> but I, I, I really like that strategy. Um, one thing I did at one of the stores that I went to this store had a problem with the culture, okay. whereas they would hire, um, new hirees would come in yeah. and the percentage of the ones that would quit after two, three shifts mm-hmm. and they would actually go as far as writing a letter or an email to the management saying that I left because of the culture of the store.
1: So, uh, lack of or lack bad? of,
0: la- bad. Okay, bad, so, so it's bad culture. Yes. Okay, so it's I, not, that I, doesn't... I find that
1: with that bottom group. Yes, it's bad. bad. I, mean, I find that middle group, it's usually a lack of. Lack of, yes. And then that, that upper group that's crushing it, yeah. it is insanely yeah. well defined.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, uh, and that's sort of what I did. I okay. went to the store and. Uh, It wasn't on a shift that I was supposed to be there. So they weren't expecting me to be there. I'd never been there. And I went in my uh, regular attire, not work attire. And uh, I was just listening Mm -hmm. to the conversation between the staff, salespeople to each other, salespeople with management, and salespeople with customers and how they were talking. And it blew me away. It blew me away that I actually had to, I videoed what I saw. And that was an interaction with two salespeople that I was doing at a desk behind where a customer was sitting and was trying to write a deal with the customer, with the salesperson yeah so things like that like you say it's to sit back and watch i think as a store level they're so used to it they don't see it yep. but when from the outside we go we're like oh my god how can you like what is going on here well i actually kind of feel like that's a
1: little bit of some of the value that we can bring to the dealership yeah. um you know and i know this for myself having my own dealership is that you get, you you get tunnel vision pretty quick. Do you know what I mean? You know, you're you're so concentrated on your business and you you kind of forget to think about looking at other businesses or looking at other dealerships and and just trying to kind of get a feeling where you are operationally. Um, But it's cool with us because we're in in so many changes every day. I mean, I I could be in four or five dealerships in a day. Easy, right? I guess sometimes six, just depends how close they are. You know, so it's just like, you just, it's like almost kind of a sensory overload. I mean, you right. just get to consume everything. Right. And then I feel like, you know, we can kind of feed that information back to the dealership. And it's kind of our value proposition that we yeah. bring with it, you know?
0: Absolutely. Keeps me in the job anyways.
1: Well, I mean, I look at it this way, and this is what I'm always telling my our dealers, is that, you know, it's not enough to just meet the customer's expectation. Right? right? Like for you- in it's today's industry, no. It's not enough. Like it's straight no. up not enough, right? Not enough. Um, you know, for you, um, to hire the company to do the private sale.
0: Yeah.
1: You come, you do the private sale. Yeah. Right. You have met the expectation. That's right. That's what you know. I, I bought a widget. Yeah. You gave me a widget, yeah. and now we there's a meeting of the expectation. Right. That's right. But it's like, how do you exceed, you that, exceed expectation? that expectation? And I just see that's where like uh, that's one of our opportunities because we're in and out of dealerships so often. And it's like we can kind of we can take on more of this consultant type role and kind of help yeah. them through and identify maybe some of these cultural things. Yeah. You know or. Bad habits or opportunities, right?
0: And, yeah, the opportunities. Um, speaking of patterns, that uh, you asked me, one of the things that I've also uh, noticed is, um, and it's it's funny to use this um, term at a dealership, but merchandising. And um, have you know at certain stores that you go to. Um, They have all the cars parked nice and neat and, you know, everything is together, but I don't know if that is so much um, good for the business or for the consumer's perspective. Okay. Um, So I have seen some patterns between those stores, how they're laying out the cars, Mm -hmm. and um, that has kind of, uh, I'm starting to see a pattern of how it's working for those dealerships. Yeah. And um, a lot of the... um, and this is for new car dealerships. And I see they have they're showcasing their pre-owned vehicle mm-hmm. in such a pristine condition. As far as inside, yeah. outside, tire shine on all of them. Yep. And and this is the volume stores. Mm-hmm. And it gives them so much leverage. Customers look at those cars and say, Wow, that's a brave that's pre-owned. You know, it's a year it's old. It's an old. And um, that is one of those and I and, and there are also a lot of stores that I go to it's funny there are two um separate departments in a dealership that usually they get blamed for everything yeah, service right. department and the lot guys yep. right they all have them every dealership almost when you talk to the staff they say oh our service department sucks you know they're so <laughs> bad and and our lot guys forget about it dah, 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 dah. Yeah. you know but and that's every store that you go to the store that i went to. Um, I don't know, in Humboldt, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, or Wait, I went there's to the a store. place called
1: Humboldt? Yeah, Humboldt. Humboldt?
0: Yeah, T at the end. Oh, Humboldt. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. I'm going to visit Humboldt. Yeah. I just want to go, I wanna, I wanna go there and take a
1: selfie. Next to the sign. <laughs> With next
0: to the sign. That's all I want to do. Five kilometers, too. And then, and, then, and then I can go home. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> yeah and um so it's a uh, it's that you know it's um it's the merchandising is something that i think it really could bring value to the leadership and um well it's a strategy know, it's a commitment it's, a strategy. It,
1: it's it's a lot of work
0: it is a lot you of know work. It, it,
1: it's a lot of work you know and it's not and it's also not a, a one and done type of thing it's not
0: you, you know, know the
1: people that truly make a commitment out of it yes. you know it's not a one person job It's,
0: it's a change. let me say that Absolutely. you
1: know it's like every employee is you know empowered and convicted to ensure that these vehicles are looking pristine, right, right. you know? So it's not just a lot boy's responsibility no. or lot guys or whatever, girl, I don't care what it was. Um, You know, it's not just their responsibility. No. It is literally the entire team's Team. responsibility, right? right? Nobody's leaving empty, yeah. you know, coffee cups in the cup right. holders, all right. Yeah. No one's leaving, you know, chewed up, meshed up like yeah. paper, you know. Right. Um, uh, Matt's mats in there yeah. you know it's like you no know, everyone is very conscious very conscious very aware from of that a month ago, from two oh, ago? like that's the worst <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, that's the absolute worst
0: i went to a store not long ago and um, and the mo- it was the first time at the store again and i went for a lot walk in the morning just to know where everything is mm-hmm. and i went and i counted how many souls are in the cars and, and it started to, i'm like wow they've sold a lot of cars and i started to look at these dates and there was one of them was from october this is last week that I went to the store, from October of 2019, sitting there. So, um, yeah, you know, it's um, at the end of the day, I really think it comes down to the culture. Yeah. And um, I think execution of that culture is also very important. Like you say, yeah. at some stores, it's a lack of. Yeah. And at some stores, it's, it's bad culture. So um, I don't think there is any room for bad culture whatsoever. And if there is lack of, depending on how long you're going to have that, you're lacking for, you I think it would have really strategy. affect you. Like, you. You have to.
1: Yeah, actually have it strategy. Now, I find that the key to execution, because I think, like we were talking earlier, that, that middle group, um, I feel like fitting things is kind of what they're lacking yeah. is like, they, they have the strategy. Yeah. Like they're they're maybe doing a good job of like developing all processes. Maybe they're doing a good job of uh, training or developing the team. But then it just comes to like execution. And I find the key to execution is just being intentful with our time. Right. Like you 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 have to, if you're gonna execute, it has to be scheduled. Yes. There's like let me think about this. There's no way we could execute almost 20 podcasts in three days, without you know, in this format without, <laughs> without literally being incredibly Absolutely. intentful with yes. our time, how we're using it, yes. the breakdown time, the reloading the batteries, four uh, four. dumping the, dumping the uh, memory cards, the like it's just all of that has yeah. to be really thought out before, you know, and actually just be, just to be able to execute it. Yeah. Um, I do want to move on to another topic. Sure. Um, because I think you do a great job at this and I I want to talk a little bit about self-branding
0: okay
1: I want to know let's start with when did you start yeah and why do you do it
0: so the self-branding for the car business I started two years ago okay and uh, it started by I felt the need that I need to grow as a person Mm as an individual Um, it's uh, in my industry in the private sale industry is quite easy to uh, get comfortable Um, you get a few dealerships that you're, you get to know them, you're doing an okay job, you meet their expectations, and they call you to go back. So you kind of get comfortable. And as soon as I felt comfortable, feeling comfortable made me uncomfortable. <laughs>
1: That's, That's the good. truth. That's really good. Um,
0: I felt comfortable and I was like, okay, this is not good. I need to do something else because I'm just starting to get comfortable and, you know, not so much being lazy, but not thinking outside the box. Yeah. So I uh, made a mission. Okay. that uh, I'm gonna grow and step out of my comfort zone you're
1: gonna you' are gonna be unco- you're gonna be comfortable with being uncomfortable that's
0: right okay, absolutely that's cool. and I started I picked up my phone and I just started recording and even though at times that uh, even to this day it's not the most comfortable thing for me sure but I do it and I enjoy the fact that it makes me uncomfortable yep. because it holds um, it allows me to hold myself to a higher standard yeah do you find like I. I, I'm like my like yourself. I, I'm
1: not a, actually a big fan of being in front of the camera. Um, in fact, I, I, I had a You're well, I had, I, I had a little hack when I first started yeah. is that and my team hated it. I never looked at the lens. Right. So as long as I wasn't looking at the lens, sure. I was okay, um, so I'm like I'd stare at my camera guy's nose or something, or right. I'd stare at like like his ear or yeah. something, and I'm just like I never look no at that way. lens because for some odd reason whenever I look at that lens I'm like, I'd, uh, blah, 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 <laughs> you know, and I'm just I don't know I would just right. I would totally lose it, yeah. um, but what I find is that that the camera has forced me to become a lot more self-aware yeah. about what I'm trying to accomplish, right. and actually what is my brand.
0: Yes,
1: You know, I think for a lot of people out there that don't necessarily understand that a brand actually already exists. Right. It, it, it's in the eyes of the people you do business with and in the eyes of the people that consume your content. All right? So you don't necessarily define what the brand is, right? right? The yeah. people that consume your content or the people that have done business with you, they're the ones that are actually defining it. The, right. the two or three words that they would use, you yeah. know, jackass, um, knowledgeable, yeah. uh, fun, yeah. um, kooky. like yeah. That's that's kind of the brand in itself. Now, for us as, I guess, content creators, yeah. our goal and objective here is to try to, you know, kind of sculpt out what we would like that brand to look like. Yes. And I find that's where that self-awareness portions kind of come. Right. Because in the beginning like when i shot my first videos it was like i didn't know what i wanted i didn't know how i wanted to be perceived in the eyes of the people that were going to be you know uh, consuming my content so i found it almost kind of almost really kind of a uh, like a path like a kind of a just a self-identifying path yeah. of just you know more self-awareness of just kind of like who i am as a brand and what does that mean and how is I how do i execute it? so i've I've actually learned a lot about myself. Right. In fact, actually I think I've learned probably more about myself than probably people have learned just from watching the right. content, you know. That's interesting. you ever feel that
0: way? I do. I do. And you know what, there's been so many times I've been unsure. Yeah. About which way even is I should go.
1: Yeah.
0: Or even like why am I doing this? Yeah. Do you know? And uh, but at the end of the day, the fact that uh, you know, I I do see growth. Mm -hmm. like within myself Mm -hmm. and that sort of pushes me and uh, The couple of random, even it could be a couple of random messages that I get from someone random or even someone that I worked with For a very short period of time that they messaged me and they valued um, The conversation they took time out of their day to write to me and it could be something even very small like hey, man How you doing? You know, this is this was cool. Yeah, that just pushes you so much and for that reason, I, and I think that's really what gives the direction of which way you're going. I don't think like at least how that's how it is for me. Um, I am, you know, I'm not really um, I know what I want my message to be, yep. but I don't know how much I can control it because yep. of the thing, the conversations that come up and uh, the scenarios and the situations that come up based on, um, in my case, the store visits that I do mm-hmm. on a weekly basis.
1: Well, I find that you're definitely heading in the right direction of what your personal brand will be when it feels more comfortable about what you're talking about. Right. If you're feeling like you're forced right, you know, to yes. talk about something These and it just wrong. doesn't feel yeah. natural and you're having yeah. to take like many, many top, ta- many, many shots or shoots or just yeah. different like you're like probably not the thing you should probably be no, doing. No. Right? <laughs> That's right you know yeah. but there's just so much value in building that brand I mean yeah. I'm mean, sure you have people reaching out to you I yeah. have people reaching out to me all the
0: time yeah, that's like awesome
1: like I think every salesperson out there can hugely benefit absolutely you know absolutely. I, I think about when i first when I first started selling cars I mean I do increase my audience to increase right. my opportunities yes right i I,
0: like I, how I you take
1: use business opportunities. oh I hate leads I, of leads. i, I cannot people. stand oh. the word leads like <laughs> I just I, I get like, I'll use some four letter words real fast and, um, and lead is not the word that I'll, 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 there'll be other four letter words. I just don't understand. I don't know when we changed that. And it's like, there are opportunities. That's all it is. Um, But being able to put myself out there. And uh, having people to be able to consume me allows me to create and develop out more opportunities. Now, before I was branding as a salesperson, I mean, I was really taking business cards and going through mall parking lots and like sticking it in cars that I want as a trade. Right. You know, that was just uh, you know, but salespeople have to understand that it's not the dealership's responsibility to generate them opportunities. Yeah. You know.
0: I agree. We got to do it ourselves. Absolutely. At the end of the day, for sales, for individual salespeople, it's their own personal business. Yeah, we gotta get back to that. Some, at some point yeah. in time, that lo- that, that got, got lost. lost. Yes. You know, I
1: actually remember being told, yeah. you know, when I first started in this business, yeah. I was told that you are renting the desk, yeah. all right? I'm allowing you to touch my inventory, Right. okay? But at the end of the day, you know, you're yeah. responsible for your own check. Yeah. I was like, okay, so this is my business, yeah. yep. I was like, "Okay, great, get on of my office." Yeah. <laughs> it didn't work yeah. actually. Yeah. Um, didn't work. Yeah. No, but that that mentality, that mentality right. of that this is my business, right? Uh, sure, there's going to be some opportunities that come to the door, but I, as a business owner, I have to generate my own Absolutely. opportunities.
0: Absolutely, and you know, with the, with the power of social media, it's it's amazing. Like, there is so much you can do for free, <laughs> for free. Yeah, you know, it's uh. And, uh, and all these platforms are coming out, like, you know, TikTok, for example. I know sales individuals that um, are just killing it on TikTok. Yeah. And they do a couple of videos and, you know, and, and they get 200 organic views. I, I watched someone that was just, all they're doing,
1: they're, they're not actually in the TikTok. Yeah. They're just shooting the sure. car uh-huh. and then adding music behind it and throwing it up on TikTok.
0: Yeah. And because oh, it be, see, and, and because I it's see. a
1: sexy looking car, yeah. it's taken off. Yeah. You know, and it reminds me so much of Facebook like in 2007, yeah. 2008 right. where it's like if I took a picture of that yellow Corvette that came in, yeah. I'd get like a like 5,000 likes, yeah. you know, That's and I'd right. get like 10,000, yeah. 15,000 like yeah. 5,000 likes yeah. for a, for it's just true. of a picture. That's like true. probably a, not even a caption or if it was a horrible caption, yeah. but just a picture of of a yellow Corvette. Corvette you know, yeah. now that's not the case. Might but in TikTok. No, they didn't make orange ones. So they do, now, <laughs> they do now. They do now. They <laughs> do now. And I was just at the auto show and I saw that new Corvette, and I'm just going, God, that strategy plate would look really, really, really good on that. Did you know I I actually have a vanity plate that says strategy on it? I
0: did not. Yeah, no, the front of my, really? yeah, it says strategy. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: The other day I took a picture because my car was super dirty. And yeah. I was like. Look how dirty my strategy is. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That's <laughs> a strategy. Cool. Yeah. All right. But no, let's opportunities for sure. Now, let's talk a little bit about content okay. because I think some people kind of naturally understand that you're creating content for this person that's going to consume it.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, you don't create content for yourself. You create content for others yeah I think there's, yeah exactly right I, I mean I've had a bunch of sales people reach out to you and I'm sure you probably get this from time to time too you know we're uh, like oh, I'm making all these walk-around videos and like I'm not getting I'm like because there's like you're just staring at a camera and just regurgitating whatever the hell's on the brochure like yeah. you know you're not bringing me any value you know and then I come to find out that it's like you know their passion—it may not even necessarily be the car—but that's, right. um, that's what they do for a living, and I think that's okay. Like that, yeah. de- I think is totally okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, you don't have to be your love or your passion in your life doesn't necessarily have to be your work, right? So, you know, I was talking to this one guy, and I was just like, "Look, man, if you're if you love Star Wars and grape snow cones, yeah. that's your content, right? Because that's real, that's authentic, and I will I will connect with that." Yeah. And then great, guess what? You can create a whole audience around Star Wars, people that yeah. love grape cones, grape snow cones. I You'll never know. have to think about what to create. You'll never have to think because it, it will feel so natural right. and organic and authentic. But then let everybody know that you sell cars for a living.
0: Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. You know? I think content is a very good way to build your own network. Yeah. Around your interests. As around, long as are
1: providing value to the people that are listening.
0: As, That's right. And that value can be whatever. Yeah. It doesn't have to be um, how to I don't know it doesn't have to be about how a Cummins diesel why it's better over the you know other uh, motors or why the Allison transmission is better than ace in the transmission or why.
1: because if you some. don't really know and you try to do a video yeah, about it it's, it's gonna come out and it's right. gonna be obvious
0: now if it's <laughs> if, now if it's a mechanic who's passionate who's a transmission mechanic sure. who's you know, a technician who is passionate about that absolutely go ahead yeah so you're right I think authenticity is absolutely key for uh, creating um, content and also valuable content.
1: Yeah, because you don't have to be a car person to be in the car business, yeah. right? We even said earlier on this podcast, yeah. this is a people business That's first, right. Yes. right? The, you know, making connections with others and creating uh, the, that that human human contact is yeah. what people are looking for first. The product is a secondary the secondary uh, portion of that formula. Yeah. Well, Cam, I know we're, our time's up, but this has been so much fun, man. it my um,
0: pleasure. Thank you um, for Thank you
1: so much me. for thank jamming with me. I really appreciate it. appreciate it. For everyone that is watching right now or listening, and would love to connect with you and just kind of learn a little bit more about you and Absolutely. what you're doing and during your branding journey, what is the best way to do something?
0: Best way is Instagram, IG. That's Cam Arom, and that's K-A-M-A-Y-R-O-M, Instagram. Thank you.
1: Awesome, dude. <laughs> this was fun. Thank you very much. You're
0: awesome, man. Thank you. You're a true professional. Oh, yeah, it's awesome.